Hello, hello, Heather Jean here. Welcome to Confidence Cabaret, the podcast. We are talking about all things confidence. And today I'm I'm so excited to meet somebody and to share with you someone who has followed a passion and 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 really kind of made it into a beautiful business and analogy. And we're going to talk all about that today. So um, before we get too deeply into it, I just want to let you know, if you're listening on audio, you can check out the vodcast, which is on the vodcast playlist on Confidence Through Cabaret YouTube channel. If you're here on YouTube with us on the vodcast playlist, you can check it out anywhere you get your podcasts on audio. Always forget to say that. So I thought I'd get it in early. Let me get an all self-improved. So <laughs> our guest today has empowered over 900 women to ride bikes and explore and build relationships that would have otherwise been squashed by fear. And we're going to get into that, what, what that means about, you know, I just, I, we're all squashed by some sort of fear at some point in our life. I'm super excited mm -hmm. to share this. Um, also, uh, our guest today has a podcast and we're going to get into the success and, and the secrets behind that podcast. Uh, we're going to get into talking about the uh, cyber fitness membership. And uh, my guest is a mom of three, has a master's race team and is from my very favorite country in the whole world, Ottawa, Canada. Hello, Sylvie Doe. How are you? Hello, Heather. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm really excited to share some confidence building tips with your you, listeners. You know what? You are all like, I, I, I always have guests who talk about, you know, confidence and what that means for them and how, how they explore it and so on. But you are the only other person that I've met that sort of takes an analogy of a passion and applies that to building confidence in all parts of your life, really, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's so important. I, I, I find it hard when people have their, you know, they don't make it a whole, like do the whole work. Like, you know, I, if I was, you know, like they have the, the, the um, let me just say like the business side is all figured out, but they're a mess like on their, their health side. And, and I just find like, if you don't have the balance, it's really hard to have the synergy of, you know, having your whole uh, life put together. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Mine isn't like a hundred percent perfect either. Um, there's always room for improvement and, you know, I'm always improving relationships every day. Um, but the thing is that I've always put myself first and very few people do that. Like ever. I have three kids. I, you know, like I was first. Even every time each one of those popped out of me, like, um, yeah. And I, that's so amazing because, <laughs> uh, I, I did the opposite. Um, and I raised all four of my children mm. to not understand self-care because they never saw it demonstrated because I loved having my children. I loved having <laughs> had my business for over for 26 years this year. And I loved being able to, to, do what I loved and be able to be with my children and have that flexibility of having your own business and setting your own hours. And that was my self-care in a weird way, but I put, mm -hmm. it wasn't, no, I know, but that was what I wanted to be doing, right? That was what I wanted to, I didn't want to go and do stuff on my own. And I didn't understand the importance of it. I felt like, well, if I'm not doing stuff, then I'm wasting time. So I'm the exact opposite. Now I'm an advocate of what you're yeah. talking about. I did not get that. Well, it, you know what? A lot, a lot, a lot of women are exactly like that. Like they figure their children have to be pampered all the time. And, you know, there are certain things you have to take care of, right? Like, are they fed? Are they changed? Are they safe? If, if all those t boxes are ch checked, then, you know, like go off and do something yourself, you know, <laughs> like bring them with you for God's sakes. Like when I had my, so I've, I've got three kids and my first one I had at 32 and that was before I had, like, I, I started my business kind of when shortly after she, she arrived and, um, and, you know, she came everywhere with me, like even the other two and, and, you know, like I, 
even like the first day I got home from from the hospital, I'm like, let's go walking and we're going to walk every day and I'm going to go to the gym and she's going to come with me. And and that's just the way it rolled. And I, I never stopped. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. I, I didn't stop either. Okay. But yeah, I know. So different, right? Okay. So my now 25 year old, nearly 26 year old, uh, <laughs> he used to come with me uh, when I traveled the world on business. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I used to take him with me and he would stay at the hotel and I would go off and run my conferences and then come back and, you know, and, and get to be together so i i i loved all of the together time but my but my do like bringing my children with me was come to work with me whereas you're talking about going to the gym or doing you know going for a walk and doing wonderful oh, things no no they came with me <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but you but you're taking them with you for a walk i'm taking mine across the world to dubai <laughs> while i work well i had a studio so she got to come there but but you know what I mean? Like life just didn't stop. And, no. um, and it, I couldn't in a sense, like when you're an entrepreneur, things still have to happen. Things have to, you know, like you've, you have people are relying on you, not just your children, but, um, and also the whole health aspect, right. That's where everybody, you know, like puts, puts that like so far down on the, on the end of the list that it really comes and bites you in the in the butt later on it doesn't take very long to become unhealthy tired miserable moody and then you're just like a you know a witch to everybody i'm just yeah. saying like that but you know what i mean like yeah. just nasty yeah. and as moms you, you know how that feels um when you're just not balanced, like you're not eating well, you're, you're not eating, you're not eating well, you're, um, and you just get tired and overworked and, and it never ends well. So, and that was one aspect that I promised myself when I was 25, that I would never let my health ever, um, be compromised for anybody. Yeah. And I'm 20 and I'm 50, I'm 51 now. And, um, and it still stands. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing because actually it is easier mm. to take your young children with you to places when they get a little bit older, they, they have their own kind of direction and they go off in, in different ways. And I always mm. wanted to go up with them. That was where the whole kind of self-care went down <laughs> the toilet because I wanted to go and, and, you know, be and see and experience the things that they were doing and I was unwilling to sacrifice that so when that was why I said that was my self-care because that was what I that was what I wanted to do most in the world rather than be you know out, out doing something that I would choose to do that didn't involve them but <laughs> it mean it did mean that they did not learn self-care I was not a role model mm. nor in any way an advocate for knowing my own voice and knowing my own um, self-care. So I love that you do this. Now, where did cycling come in, right? Because that's kind of a core part of what you're talking about with over 900 women riding bikes and exploring their, their relationships. Yeah, that's a good question. It came in into place uh, when I was 20. Um, I got, uh, well, my my husband, my first husband, I hate saying my first husband, um, he was into adventure racing and mountain biking. So that's where the cycling came in. And then I decided we were going on a trip and I was like, you know what, what if, I, what if we, what if I started a spinning studio? You know, all my friends would come and train with me. We're all adventure, you know, like <laughs> that never happens, right? Your friends never support you by the way. Um, and, uh, and so that's where, the cycling started like in 2001, one of my friends had a gym and he's like, well, if you get the bikes, I will lend you, you can use a space. Like we'd have to move the bikes every time. I'm like, okay. So I got 10 bikes and we started teaching spin classes. We all got certified. There's a bunch of us. Um, and then after about a year or two, that was 2001, about a year or two, I got my own spot in like my own room. I got more bikes. And then 2004, I got my own location. So then 
I brought all my bikes and I had a, my, my own spinning studio and that's where it just took off. That was 2004, 2005. I'm like, Hey, I want to race. So let's make a woman's masters race team. I had no idea what, you know, what racing is like. We got, we hired, we found, um, so there's like six of us. I, I just asked some of my girlfriends. I'm like, Hey, you want to learn how to road race? And like, I don't know. <laughs> just like race bikes. <laughs> and, uh, and we got a coach. And so she showed us the ropes on and um, the and took us to a bunch of races. And um, that was also the year I got divorced. I know that's a whole story. <laughs> um, but you know, you just have to take things in stride. I continued on with that team for eight years, not the same girls, the team. Yeah. I had different girls come and go. Um, but, uh, and then in 2008, I started a women's cycling club because within the studio, all I heard was from women who were a lot of my clients were women, whereas like how they loved to ride, but they hated riding by themselves. They hated following their partners. Oh yeah. It's the same story every year or they're new to the city. They didn't know them you know, the roots and things like that. But mostly it was safety, security, um, knowledge on how to ride. And then I was like, man, this city needs a, a woman's cycling club. I mean, at that time, this is like 2008. That was a long time ago. That's like one year after Facebook was birthed, you know, like it was, um, and, um, and so I started, I've just, I'm like, oh, I should do this. And then I just, you know, you just throw the post out there and God, like, uh, who is going to join this? I have 42 women the first year. I'm like, what am I going to do with these ladies? I had no, you know, <laughs> that's how it started. Um, and, um, so it's 14 years this year. Wow. And um, so I've taken my knowledge that I learned from many coaches from my racing and I've taught women how to ride their bikes with confidence, how to, you know, manage their gears, like uh, group ride, like follow each other, um, be able to break and just be more confident. I'm telling you, Heather, it brings tears to my eyes. Like every time I start a year and all the new ladies have to do a four hour clinic on how to ride in a group. And then we start all of our group rides. So everybody's got the terminology. They know how to use their brakes. They know how to change gears. They know how to ride safely behind someone, eat, drink, like all these things you never think about on a group ride that make it safe for everybody else. And like, that's where those stories come from. I ask everybody before we start, I said, what brought you here? And what are you hoping? What do you want to learn? And I just, I get the same stories over and over and over again. Either they're new to the city. They've been riding for years by themselves. They hate following their partners. They're too fast. They're too this, you know, <laughs> they yeah. feel degraded. You know, it's the same story every year. And when they finish, when I'm finished with them, they are 100%, 150% like so confident. Like you could just see them grow over the four year, four hours. It's unbelievable. It's like one of the most favorite things every year. I get to meet new people and I get to empower them to be better. And like, ugh, ugh, so, and that's how cycling started and still goes. So... <laughs> There you go. There's a long-winded answer to your question. I love that. I love that. And I think I think that that point about you know being squashed by fear, mm. uh, either fear of going out on your own or fear of you know not knowing and you know riding in a group and, and not really being sure. I mean, I've joined running groups before where we just go out on a run. You yeah, know, running's like, easy. I don't. I, I don't even. Yeah, but I I don't know the first thing about you know keeping hydrated or what happens if I fall behind or, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of support can I expect or any, any of those kind of things. And running is easy. I mean, those are very simple questions that they could cover in about 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. But they just kind of gone, Oh, you're all here. Let's go. And then they all exactly running. you're going that way and back and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and where are we going? And what, how long are we going for? What is happening here? You know? Yeah. 
So, so I think, I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear. A lot of times when we get older, we're less comfortable with asking mm. for those kind of questions. You know, or, you know what I really like, I, I, it just, I just go so sad when I hear women like, oh, I just, I was waiting to get more fit to join you. I'm like, what are you talking about? What does that mean anyways? Like, this is where you come to get fit. We have like five different levels, like from like beginner, like you can ride your bike to like, you know, the ladies who love to do 100K every weekend, you know, and we added an extra group just because of that, like to, because we are finding, you know, we are very good at bringing in the beginners. And so they would, um, and our, our club would almost max out at a certain, um, you know, uh, um, fit, not fitness level, but um, like we didn't have anything for the more advanced girls. And I'm like, I'm a more advanced girl. I need something. And those girls are leaving our club after three years of getting what they needed because we are not providing it. So that's why I'm like, we have to add a fifth group to accommodate those ladies who want to do events, who want to ride longer and faster and um, so that we don't disrupt the beginners to intermediate level. Um, you know, you know, it's, it's intimidating for it is the totally, yeah the intermediate level and it's boring for those that are the advanced level the same thing happens for me in the aerial world you know mm -hmm. it, oh, i got to get more fit before i can you know climb a pole it's like well that's how you learn to climb the pole because you get fitter and stronger and you learn yeah. the techniques. and you're not there with somebody who is at a you know high high competitive level mm -hmm. you know they're, they're totally different but yeah. everybody's in that same kind of community and I, mm -hmm. that's what I enjoy about the the analogy of your work is is so aligned with you know with with what I'm talking about with you know Ariel and, and Cabaret and I think I think you know kind of using those analogies and those stories and that understanding of people is a great way for you to be able to help even more people grow. Yeah. So it's um yeah it's so empowering but I, I just feel like so I'm like whoa you've been waiting for how long to feel good about joining the club because you thought of something that was like completely not true. You know what I, this, this, and I tell this lady, I, we do a spring social and information session every year, every spring, like in April. And I'm like, whatever story it is you're telling yourself in your head, I just want you to leave it. I said, I want you to come to this, this club because you want to come and you want to ride bikes and you want to meet other people. I go, stop with the stories. You know, you're not good enough. You don't deserve. You're not fit enough. You're not this. You're not that. You are. And you are going to like, like I said, when I'm finished with you after four hours, you're going to wish you joined like years ago. Um, and uh, it just, it pains me. That's what I was saying. It pains me when I hear those things. You know, I've been watching you guys for years. I'm like, yeah. How's it feel? You know, like you could have been in those pictures that you're seeing on social media. Like you could have been having fun, but no, you know, like, um, so yeah. So those who come forward and, and just like put their ego aside and like make it, make it amazing summer. I mean, then the thing is like, when you join, you got to come out. And there's another whole set of like mindset things that they're telling themselves, like, I'm not fast enough. I'm slowing people down. I'm like, stop it, ladies. Like, geez, you're killing yourself. You're killing me. You know, like, just get on your bike. You know, like, we are not going to leave you behind. That's not what we do. Yeah. And everybody knows that. So. Exactly. Exactly. But I think I think that analogy applies to a lot of things mm -hmm. that we wish we had done or wish we did earlier or, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know, it's certainly in the cabaret world, people sort of say, Oh, I wish I'd done that when I was younger. Well, we'll do it now. I don't care if you're 60 or 70 years old. I know. Sometimes there were things, things were not available when you're younger. Like, let's be real. Like when I was in the teens, I had a bike, no such thing as like bike clubs, bike, you know, that, you know, um, 
But, but there uh, must have been, there must have been, Sylvie, because there was the Olympics and they had squats. There must have been somebody yeah. that came into it and started training <laughs> or fell in love with it and did did things. It's just that we didn't have access to the information to find out where those oh, things There you were. go. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's the same with, with, with so many things. We, we mm -hmm. just, you know, if we really wanted it, we could have found it. We just didn't know it was out there. And or that, existed. And that's the beauty. Yeah. Yeah. So but that same thing is true of, cause I know you have a podcast as well. You, that same thing is true of people who, who want to start a podcast. <laughs> And I'm laughing because I I have helped so many women start podcasts. It's I can't even I don't even want to count anymore because they'll say, "Well, I'm going to start one next year." And I'm like, "It's the beginning of this year. How, why a year?" Like, "Oh, well, I have to research and I have to get everything and I have to Oh my you know, gosh. the microphone to to start with and what kind of lighting and what and what platform <laughs> and and I'm like so my coaching clients, if they really do want to start a podcast, like they genuinely do it and it's not just them saying it's going to be a year because they don't want to do it. If they really do want to, I give them one week. Oh yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause like when I, when I decided I wanted to do this, um, I had already, I started it like in 2018, I started doing lives on Facebook where I would go and I would interview so my podcast is all around cycling, obviously, because I'm a cyclist. Mm -hmm. And and but the thing is, it's about all things cycling. So whoever, whatever makes the world of cycling go around. So it could be a uh, an athlete. It could be somebody riding for a cause, an event, a bike shop owner, anyone. If you sat on a bike, I'll interview you, really. Um, and uh, so I, I started doing lives and then uh, and I would travel. That, I could see like over time, that would be a little bit problematic, but, um, but then I went on holidays <laughs> for a month and I didn't pick it up. I'm like, Oh, I have to do that. I have to do it. I have to keep going. However, I kept all those lives in videos and audios. So I, I, I stored those. Oh, and those were the ones that I started with in my podcast. So come back around so it was 2020 uh, 2000 december 2020 i'm like that fall i'm like silly you gotta freaking do this like you've been thinking about it for how many years now like since you started just do it so i hired someone to i i had already like the you know that you need certain things you need like your your graphics you need um to figure out what platform you're gonna do it on so once I had that and my friend kind of helped me out, get on the platform, I hired somebody to do all the connecting work, basically with my odd, my intro, outro and, um, and getting on Apple and Spotify and all those things. Like, I have no idea how that happens. I hired someone to do it and he, and he's, and he's like, so, um, when's your deadline? I go, well, uh, two weeks. He's like, what, don't you want to wait till after Christmas? I go, no, why would I want to wait? I've been waiting. I said, we're doing this and you have 15 days to get it done because that's when we're launching. And so it, it, it put a fire underneath me and it certainly put a fire underneath him. It's like sitting there, do, do, do. I got now the 15th of December, we're doing it before Christmas. And so Christmas is a good time. People are not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and now uh, you got, you yeah. had over a hundred thousand uh, subscribers in your first year. No downloads. Oh, downloads! I wish I had had subscribers. That'd be ah. amazing. But even a hundred thousand—I mean, a hundred thousand of anything is a lot, yeah. right? But even a hundred thousand downloads. Like, how did you do that? Going from—I don't know how this all works—to I've got all these people listening. So, um. That's a good grace question. And um, if you're going to do that, you better be ready to work because um, so I listened to certain uh, mentors of mine. I have certain mentors and they said, if you want to get your podcast off the ground and if you have. So my mission is to uh, have my podcast sponsored like I want to start doing sponsorship and ads and things like that. It's going to be an income generator for me. And I'm not afraid to say it because why not? You know, 
I'm doing cool. all this work. It costs money. Let's do this. And it's cycling based. I could talk about tons of things on this. So that is what I had going into this. Like that's where I want it to go. Um, and that's where it is right now. But so this mentor said, you have to do three episodes a week. So three episodes a week. Now, so I already had about 12 to launch with. Remember, I had pre-recorded ones from two years ago and I totally used them. I was just like, hey, just wanted to let you know that this was pre-recorded from two years ago. And, you know, and this is one of my first episodes. Um, and then luckily, so I'm a cycling coach. I was in the cycling program for coaches with about 25 other coaches. So what I did is I booked all of them, almost all of them for interviews in January. So I did 25 interviews in January while all my other episodes were running. So I was able to bank a lot and set aside certain days for interviews. I did five episodes a week. I recorded yeah, so January was a huge month. Like I just um I got onto Calendly. It's the if you're gonna do this, get yourself set up on a calendar system. So when you reach out to somebody, hey, I saw your story, I love it. Would you like to be on a podcast? Yes, awesome. Here's the link. Book yourself. I don't do that, like I'm shading myself on podcasts. And if you don't have a calendar link, like hello, <laughs> like, I'm not you and I had that conversation. Yeah, yeah I exactly. I use like, it when I'm traveling. I can't, I can't get my head I can see that because it's, it you know. It makes, it makes um, and I'm so afraid of missing it with other people's time zones as it mm -hmm. is. Still, when I change time zones, then I'm like, no, I, I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But if I'm sitting here and somebody in Vancouver, or, you know, or even Australia it goes into their calendar. Like, yeah. so sometimes like I've done yeah. interviews in Australia where I had to do special, obviously timing because middle of the day is obviously not good for them because it's middle of the night. So, um, so I did do early morning episodes. Um, but, but that's the thing you have to be very systematic about it and no back and forth. Like what yeah. day is good for you? What day? Um, uh, unless you're with Heather here. So I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> And at the point when you, when I, when I'm about to travel or in mid travel and yeah, long I was away for so 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 yeah so that's how um I got everybody booked. So you and got I can, booked, but how did you get people to listen? Oh well, okay. Well, I'm I'm a cyclist. I've been in the cycling world for 20 years. Mm. I have friends. Well, or a following, or like you know. So I'm on certain pages, um, and uh, you know I had their audience follow and listen as well because you know everybody gets links to their episodes um now after uh when was it um i was coming up on a hundred episodes which was i think like may so what i did is like a i got i i joined a mastermind group okay so this is all entrepreneurs solo entrepreneurs um, who are building their businesses and we had groups. And so one of my things that I was in the group for, or in that mastermind for was to build my podcast. So, and through my mentor, he had a template on how to do a contest now, you know, giveaways and things like that. So I did a very long one where I engaged a lot of my teammates to post my podcast on their platforms. So I had like 50 people sharing over 10 weeks. Um, and that's how I grew my, um, my episodes to about 50,000 downloads, maybe when I was 60,000 and no, but probably 50. And then throughout the rest of the summer to the fall, just putting it out there more um, now you got regular listeners, right? I'm on three times a week. 
So I'm always in your face. Like if you're, if you're, um, and you know, I'm on YouTube, they all go on YouTube. You don't have to do that. But, um, so I started setting up a system with that. Um, and I was continuously interviewing and one segment is a coaching segment that I do. Um, so that's the hardest. <laughs> I can interview people till the cows come home, but when I have to do my own episode, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, what do I talk about? Um, and yeah. And so that's, that's what I did. You have to have like, um, if you really want it to get out there, you have to do it more than once a week. It has to be like two to three. And, and so you don't need to do research on what kind of podcast. If you don't know what kind of podcast, you probably shouldn't do one. Like if there is nothing you have that you can passionately talk about, like to the, like over coffee, till the cows come home, that thing that doesn't bring tears to your eyes, that maybe you don't have a podcast episode like idea because there's no research. Like, you're either you're passionate about something or a professional that you could talk about tips and whatever it is that you do on a daily basis. Um, that's just my feeling. But if you make it that hard, maybe you just weren't meant for a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been on a podcast where um, the host said, uh, rather than know uh, 500 things, I would rather know one thing from 500 people like you know so it's yeah not, I'm, I'm not i'm not just trying to you know understand a subject more deeply i'm trying mm -hmm. to understand 500 subjects and just one thing about each one and she just yeah. wanted to meet people from all over the world and that was her thing oh, you know? well see i mean if that's because like how many people do i get to meet like it's amazing like i love it i have con connections all over the world now yeah um but they're all in the cycling world so if you're a mom I mean, God, moms can talk about a gazillion things. Um, and there are a lot of good mom mom podcasts out there, like homesteading. Like, what's your passion? Mm. Um, because that's what's going to keep you going to be doing this every day, like every yeah. week. Like, you know, um, I just love meeting people and asking questions and just learning um, and helping if I can, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of contests, you tell us a little bit about your, your, your platform and your, your membership and, and, and all that you're up to right now. Okay. All right. Well, you said contest. So I'll talk about my current podcast contest. And this is, and so, so here's the thing, everybody. Now I've made a lot of friends in the cycling world. So my podcast contest is leading up to my 200th episode, which is March 11th. So every week, so what drives your podcast to the top are reviews, downloads, ratings. And of course you get them to follow your Instagram handle. Um, so now what I'm doing leading up is every week I'm drawing, I'm doing a giveaway. So that is, so I just created a pod, um, an Instagram page where all my episodes are, they're all sitting there. So if you, you can go there and listen to them and, and that's an easy way for me to also pull out different ones and, 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 uh, get them in front of people, uh, of my guests. So what I'm doing is every week, every Friday, I'm going into the review. So I'm asking people to review, rate and follow. And I'm pulling a, a review. So if you want to be in the podcast, in, in the contest, then go to uh, Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Um, you can find it on everywhere. Um, and put a review in Apple and also follow. And you could win. So now what I'm doing is I'm going back to some of my guests who have stores. And I'm like, hey, would you like to provide a gift for the giveaway. So I don't have to do it. And, and that way I'm also then promoting again, their business, which they appreciate more people are seeing their online store or their product, uh, their cycling related, right? I got cycling related, um, um, followers and, um, and then at the end, 
there's going to be a grand prize like on the week of the 200th episode that I'm going to pull from the reviews again, like from one is from all the winners and then one will be from all the reviews. So yeah. And so I've, I've got like um, uh, gift certificates to online stores, um, hats, cycling hats. I have a free entry to one of the most iconic gravel races in the United States. I know for a woman. Um, so, you know, it's this thing I'm like, Hey, would you like to give away? Like, da, da, da. And you know, like, and then that's not out of my pocket. Right. Um, and you know, a lot of people do giveaways like Amazon gift cards, like maybe the grand prize will be an Amazon gift card um, from me. But if I can avoid money out of my pocket and so I can promote other people, then I will. So, so that's the contest, <laughs> which well, is happening cool. right now. <laughs> that's happening right now because this, mm -hmm. this, this will be up well before, um, before that. And, and actually, even if you are hearing this after the end of March, um, you know, get involved with, you know, the, get, listening to the podcast, Secrets from the Saddle, get involved with reviews. And, you know, we really do, we, we really do this because we love, you know, meeting people and connecting mm -hmm. with and sharing their stories and their tips but you know it, it it really your part is in reviewing or subscribing or sharing the podcast as well so yeah no you know just just get involved if if you're here with us then you know like and subscribe while you're here jump on over to sylvie and and um you know we'll put all the, the details in the show notes as well so but you also have an online fitness membership. Yes. So, so this, this so goes back to the ladies again, self-care, self-care, self-care. And um, I've made it impossible for excuses, 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 because um, what, um, and I know that there's a lot of similar platforms out there, but, you know, I found in the ones that I looked at is that you were one of like a hundred thousand people. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, um, you're just lost in, in the shuffle. Um, so my podcast, uh, my, um, online membership is obviously small right now. My, my Facebook group is small and it's very intimate, which is nice. And I have live workouts and so workouts and yoga. So I partnered with my girlfriend who does yoga. It's amazing. Like I just started doing it them with her. I'm like, she's been doing it for a year on my page. I'm like, listen to me. So, but it's making time. And I always say, um, if you are going to really commit to yourself and you have to commit to yourself, you can't just say, I'm going to start Monday. That doesn't mean you're committing to yourself. That's just meaning you're giving a start date. That's probably not going to happen. You might as well just start today. And the thing is that on our platform, there's all every workout I've done is recorded there. There's over a hundred. So you could start today. That's what I'm saying. You pay for the membership. You can join the online live workouts if 7.30 a.m. Eastern works for you. You know, Heather, you're in the UK, right? Yes. I have, I partnered with a girl um, she was my business coach. She's from the UK and she has fitness programs outside boot camps, but she does some inside. So she was looking for a work, um, a coach to teach at lunchtime, her time, right? Which is my seven thirty time. So, ah, uh, so we partnered and so she has some of her evening classes in the afternoon for my retired ladies or, you know, who don't want to wake up at 730. So we've we've collaborated, which is really cool. And there's no money distribution. It's just that she's offering more services for her clients and I'm offering more services for my clients and I don't have to teach it. So it's amazing. Um, in any case, you could start today literally do a yoga session, do a workout, go and do a 15 minute leg session. Um, everything is there, but the thing is that it has to get on your schedule. So that's where the kids come in place. Like really 
you don't have to make lunches. Teach your kids how to make lunches. Okay, if they're old enough. You got a husband, you got a partner. If they're around, if you're single, you can do the recording after they get on the bus before work or at lunch. But it's it's about taking the time and really understanding what it's going to do for you. We can work 24-7 on whatever for ourselves. I mean, like work, work, entrepreneur, you're working for somebody else. Like, you know, inbox is always full. Doesn't matter. It's always going to be full when you die. Like, take some time for yourself, right? And you have to be okay with that. And you have to set boundaries. If you're working with other people, like, I don't work through lunch. This is what I'm doing. I'm back at one. I'm off at 12, back at one. Don't bother me. You know, like, um, and it's being super intentional that way. Maybe you have to get up a little bit earlier. Like, it takes a while to get, get that routine, but it's well worth it. Like, honestly, if you can start a day with a workout, now I work out every morning because I do my workout live. Then I do my, do yoga. So I'm doing something five days a week, but it's at seven 30. I work it. I work for myself. I pulled my husband into it. I'm like, we're going to do yoga together. We're both working at home. There's no excuse. You know, it's half an hour as well. You know, you could be sitting at your desk at eight 30. You, you absolutely could. And I think, I think that's, that's the thing is, is um, it's, it's excuses and it's kind of getting to the bottom of what's going on behind that. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit like, you know, excuses of why, why women aren't joining the, the cycling until they're more fit. It's like, mm -hmm. actually, that's not the real excuse. Mm -hmm. There's something going on behind that. And it's probably related to some sort of fear of you know, judgment or failure or whatever it is. Or that they have to take care of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and then they're just exhausted and then they're too exhausted mm -hmm. to, to even want to work out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, we, we find this a lot in, in the aerial world, you know, it's like, um, so, so pole dancing is a great example of that because there's very often it's nothing to do with the fitness or the strength or even the judgment because it is for literally everybody, every size, every age, it doesn't matter, but there is a sensuality and sexuality element to it because uh -huh you're moving around a pole, right? And you're holding it and caressing and, and twirling. And now I find that very playful, but a lot of people find that that's very disturbing in terms of, you know, getting in touch with your whole kind of sensuality. And, and that's what, and it's nothing to do with the fitness. It's something mm -hmm. else. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I've been told, I've been programmed not to do that. I mean, my mother was horrified when I told her that I was doing it. And then all of her friends went, oh, that's so good for you. And then all of a sudden she was okay with it. Changed her programming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, what did your friends say? Right? Like, are yeah. your friends okay with it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, when my kids started saying, oh, mom's got a pole in the living room or mom has a pole room, they're all like, you know, okay, so the cat's out of the bag. My mom knows. And all of her friends are going, wow, that's fantastic. Changed, changed overnight. Just mm -hmm. instantly changed the programming of it. But there's so much of the programming in us about what that means and what we're capable of or what we're limited by or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you some cabaret questions. Oh, oh my gosh. Questions. Okay. So if you're new to <laughs> Cabaret podcast. Uh, cabaret, as I define it, and it isn't the only definition, but it's the most straightforward one to explain. Cabaret, um, for me, is anything that is in a small, intimate venue. So you could have cabaret performances in a very large venue, like Dita mm -hmm. Bontese does in huge theaters. Um, and they are absolutely um, a cabaret type of acts. They're, in fact, she would be burlesque acts. Um, but they are not done in a cabaret. So cabaret would be anybody of your, you know, um, comedy clubs, anybody who started oh, singing, okay. you know, gin joints. I mean, you know, Bette Midler talks very fondly about, you know, kind of the cabaret days of singing and, you know, you know, kind of in these little CD clubs with small audience mm. and so on. Um, and unless you're born into a family, then, you know, you started that way in comedy clubs. If you're a comedian as well, you know, um, it could be, it could be singing. It could be dancing. It could be both. It could be burlesque. It could be drag. It could be, uh, yes. 
It uh-huh. could be any number of things okay. that is in a small, very intimate um, environment. And the, the thing is, <laughs> there's pros and cons to that being in a small, intimate thing because you don't have tens of thousands of people in this massive theater. Mm. But you it's also very intimate, which means you can see and hear and connect with everybody in the room. So you know, if people are commenting, if they're, if they're, unless they're very quiet, you can hear what they're saying and you'll oh. hear things like, oh, they look nervous. And you're like, oh, ah. thanks. Yeah. You know, that's never happened to me, yes. but I have, I, I have been there when it's happened to some very well seasoned performers coming back after COVID, you know, and I was thinking, oh, I'd be dying if that was me right now, because I'm not as seasoned as they are. Mm-hmm. And and they and they were completely you know aware of it and what's going on in your own bodily functions on the stage your audience is very aware of as well yeah (laughs) and all kinds of different things you know (laughs) and all whatever whatever (laughs) your body does that wasn't expected or welcome voluntary so so that so that for me is is um you know kind of an an explanation of you know cabaret can it is for everybody literally mm-hmm. um i i've seen amazing burlesque acts done in wheelchairs and in all um, oh. you know abilities um i i've seen you know pole acts done with you know fairly short poles you know because obviously there's no there's there's no ceiling height that's a, a standard in a in a random auditorium, but, um, you know, so there's, there's pretty much anything that you would want to do in front of a large audience or sorry, a small audience that is legal. Um, For less email, you would have to cover your nipples with, with pasties and you would need to wear a Merkin or a G string, for example, and not all burlesque is stripping, but very often that's what people associate with burlesque um so sometimes sometimes burlesque is the opposite sometimes it's about putting on clothes sometimes it's about uh, not taking anything off at all it's just the tease you know just playing you know uh, i've seen acts where they've just kind of played with a glove for the whole time you know so it could be anything yeah yeah in fact i um i i i did have a conversation with somebody who is in new york a uh, burlesque performer who uh, was talking about somebody that we both know very is very very famous in the burlesque world, and she said, "Oh, do you you know? Do you remember that act where she just played with like the 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 little hole in the in the glove for like two minutes?" But oh. like, but it's very comedic, you know. It was all very strange, and it was all you know kind of elusive. Of I'm going to do this glove peel and then not. Um, Everybody's like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've seen a, a four minute act where it's just, you know, somebody taking off a stocking, you know, and they're just playing with it. So it's, it's really, it's really anything that you want to that's legal. Okay, so my question, Sylvie. Oh, gosh. I'm like, what is she going to be asking me? If you were performing cabaret. So <laughs> but we've been talking about limitations for long enough now, right? About this whole kind of like, oh, you don't have to think about it and you don't have to worry about it. And if you were performing cabaret, what kind of act would you perform? Okay, okay, Heather, I've got an act for you. So this is, um, okay, so in the last past 20 years, I've been a figure competitor. Okay. You're going to love this because <laughs> and it's kind of like a cabaret act because I had no clue what we had to do. And, and for me, I didn't read the instructions and I didn't read the rules. So I come to this competition and you know, like how bodybuilders have to do like their dance and they have to, they're, they have to do certain poses in this, in this presentation. Right. And they're like, well, the girls have to do this presentation. I was just like, what? Uh, this is the morning of the competition. So, so, or the night before. No, it was anyways. And I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? So, and I'm like, okay, well, what what do I have to do? Like, what you have to say, so you have to do put these certain poses in the, <laughs> the presentation. So we did, uh, so the way the competition went, is that in the morning is all the judging. So that's where you go and you pose and everything. And then you come back for the night show. It's always like that the night. And that's where everybody poses. They do a pose down and they, they announce the winner. So there's only two of us in this category. 
And so I'm like, so I have my studio and I have this one song that just makes me tear my clothes off. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to go to my studio. I'm going to practice this little like routine I'm going to put together. <laughs> and then I'm going to do, I, I had no idea what, what this evening was supposed to look like. So, <laughs> so I did this and I was just like, so I'm in my little bikini, my heels, and I'm this like they had this little skinny stage we had to walk up, and it was like three feet wide. It was I'm just like, well, just so make sure I don't fall off. And I'm just like, yeah, and I, you know, I'm just moving to the music, and I'm taking my clip out of my hair, and I'm just like, swinging her. <laughs> and the guys in the audience were just like cheering. And one of the photographers, he's kind of like, I've never seen anything so. So like, <laughs> oh my God, it was, I wish I had a video because it's it just like, I just like move into the, and this is one of these songs that I was like, every time I hear it, I'm just like, <sighs> and so I'm like, I needed something to motivate me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, there was my cabaret dance right there. There's your cabaret is, is okay. <laughs> All right. So one is that, does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers my question beautifully. I, I, I have uh, several friends who, who, um, who, who perform um, in there. And in fact, it's much easier because they come from the um, uh, cabaret and, and aerial world like I do. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier for them because to put together an, an act because like I had the afternoon. Exactly. I had like four They're hours to figure this out. And I'm like, I need a nap at the same time. <laughs> so I, yeah. like, I put yeah. it together and then I'm like, okay, well let's go. Done. I mean, well done for doing that. Okay. So, so let's say that you're going to, you're going to do something along those lines. You've got your music chosen. You already can move in heels. Um, yeah. What one prop would you want on the stage with you? Oh, oh my God. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Okay, so if I'm picturing myself in my heels, which I love strutting around my heels, haven't done it in two years, right? Like, oh my God, my feet are going to die. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, what would I do? Um, I like, you know, the flash dance, mm -hmm. the chair in the water, mm -hmm. like that kind of like in my hair all wet and like just stringing it around and oh a mask ah okay and is this just over the eyes mask yeah okay yeah like a, that's like um like all kind of mask yeah it's uh oh what's the word for that is that like those parties that have the masks mm -hmm. like a masquerade mm -hmm. is it masquerade yeah. I went to a party like that. Everybody was in mass. It was so cool. Like you just yeah. like dress up and like, you're like disappeared. Like you're, it's like Halloween, right? You get the the permission to be whoever you want. You just like, yeah. okay. Right. Strut around. So you have this mask and maybe you have a chair and, and a, an access to a shower. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this whole fantasy now. Okay. Okay. And, 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 so you've got your mask and you've got your heels and you've got your chair and you've got, you've, you've got your, your kind of your whole movement worked out. And what is your stage name, Sophie? Please welcome to the stage. Mm. I don't know. That might take me a while to think about, but, um, you know it. I'm thinking Scarlet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's Scarlet, Scarlet something. No, that sounds cheesy, but no, we'll you start know. with that. We'll start with you, that. You know what that name is. I do. You do. You do. It's 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 the part of you that makes you want to take your clothes off with to that piece of music and is excited by the whole flash dance and is a fab it feels fabulous with the masquerade mask. What is it? Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking about um you know how the cartoons of those women with like the flowing like it's like Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. But you know like the powerful, the body, the the armor, the I don't know. Let's think something from Vikings, and then I'll go to Vikings. <laughs> you know the the power in the women. Yep. I don't know. I do. You and know. 
I, that's why I, 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 I don't know your stage name, but I think it's interesting mm -hmm. because with what we've been talking about around, you know, kind of that voice in our head and our, and our own limitations, one of the limitations as women that we often do is we limit that power and that sensuality and that fierceness and fearlessness. Yeah. And, and that's why I ask that question and kind of build up that act in our own minds, because there is a part of us that knows that about ourselves, just as much as we have our inner critic in and that mm -hmm. what that voice is and, and how that voice talks to us. We also have that unlimited, unapologetic, unafraid, powerful energy in us. Architect, yeah. you want to say It's that. like the rising of the phoenix, you know, it's just yes. like yes or just like anything and maybe is possible. it is maybe it's maybe it's phoenix maybe that's oh i like that i like like the the whole oh just the power from like the wind faces our hair and just like the powerful and the the clothing and the armor and the being able to fight and take what's ours and <laughs> yeah yeah. And maybe it's Wonder Woman. Maybe it's maybe it's Phoenix Woman. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's 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 a Wonder Woman, but it's not Wonder Woman. Because mm -hmm. a lot of girls are Wonder Women, but it's it's someone else. Like it's you know, like I don't know. I have a kind of a picture of her. Like she's a cartoon character, but she's like, ugh, like power. And I and sometimes I just feel her coming out. Like you know, I'm just like. And that's this why I was going to happen because if you I name want it. Yes. And when you name that, mm -hmm. you can call upon that voice. Maybe it is Phoenix. Like Phoenix, right? Phoenix, mm. like flame. No. Mm. That's a good question. I have to think about so that. For some of us, it's about uh, overthinking a bit <laughs> like cyclists, you know, kind of, oh, I got to get fit first and all of that. And mm -hmm. for some of us, it's more about, I can't claim that. Like if I'm going to be, you know, Queen Helga or what, I don't know, I just made that up. If I'm going to be that, then I, I, I who am I to claim, you know, the, the title of queen or whatever. And so we, and so we suppress it. And when we own it and name it, we can tap into it. Mine is, my, my stage name is very simple now because I, I re-previewed a, a, a name last October when, when we were allowed to go back to stages, which is also Helen. Okay. Um, and I was Helen back. And that was all about like all the angst and all the power that it took to get to where I am now and all of my backstory and, and so on. And I didn't want to be reliving that. And I made it be also Helen. I kept the Helen because for some reason, everybody in the UK calls me Helen. I, it's just a thing. It's always been, always happened. <laughs> oh, really? It's just happened. And I, I've embraced it. And I became <laughs> Helen because I'm a mother, but also I'm a businesswoman, but also I'm at the end, but also, and I can be anything I want. And so I can add infinity amounts of things to mm. so that mm. That are also, I'm also powerful. I'm also fragile. I'm also fierce. I'm also vulnerable. I'm also, you know, and it's all of those things. And you mm -hmm. will not make me apologize for any of them. And it's, that's where that comes from. It's yeah. unapologetic. It's not a clever name. Well, it is actually it's kind of turned out to be a clever name because then people go like, also Helen. I'm also, <laughs> Helen. you know, and it's like, I'm also Helen, you know, it's like, oh. so I'm also <laughs> and so there's lots of different tonality to it, which is, mm -hmm. which is all very meta, which wasn't intended. But what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be something clever. It just has to be something that means something to you. And so when I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. But also I can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Time. It's that. And mm -hmm. so it can be anything we choose it to be. And when we name it, we get to own it anytime we want to and whether it's phoenix or whatever that is it's like yes but phoenix is fierce and i can do this yes i like that and when you get stuck in your place you have you know oh surprise you've got this performance happening later you can go well, that's cool because phoenix can totally do because this is like she's here yes let's go exactly exactly it's this yeah it's the 
it's this it's the the character the the extra person that you need to to become to mm -hmm. bring apart bring bring apart bring about the things that you want and like i've always been like that ever since i was a kid like you can't tell me no i mean to a point i'll just figure out how i can mm -hmm. and i do and i will yeah. so you can either work with me or I'll just figure it out. <laughs> I, I mean, but you know, when you're put in situations like that, you, you have to like, I can like sit back and go, don't you want to like, I mean, if you truly don't want to, then you're really not going to. And sure. that's, you know, that's, you know, the situation of a lot of, of women's like, mm -hmm. it, it's way easier to not do anything to say no. Uh, forget it to not show up to not you know stay in bed to whatever the kids are this but you could set yourself up plan it get things or teach your kids how to do things my kids were like getting up on their own they've always been like that for some reason but you know and they can make their own breakfast they can tie their own shoes you know like it's it's I don't, we don't want to go down that whole road, but, but you know what I mean? Like women need to empower their kids to do stuff, like take care, stop, stop making them dependent on you. Like, you know, you wake up one day, like, oh, my kids, they always want me to do stuff. I'm like, yeah, because you, you made them that way, you know, like, Anyways, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Well, I, I I, like... no, <laughs> because, because my children went away to high school, um, mm -hmm. like, oh. the education system in the UK, and, and my late husband was ill at the time, so we weren't able to leave. And so the next best thing was to let them leave. So I'm mm -hmm. fully an advocate of, you can fly transatlantic when you're 15. You can figure it out. You'll know how to get, you know, transit. <gasps> from there to get oh, somewhere. my gosh. So, uh, so yeah, so, so I, I've, I'm a full advocate of that, but, but, but on speed. Um, so, <laughs> well, I mean, like, think about kids, like we're, we're, um, you know, kids don't know how to survive on their own when they go to school, like our kids, and we've been telling them for years that even though the school might be down the street, you're not living at home. Yeah. Like, no, it's like daddy and I are having the house themselves. We'll buy a house you can live in. But you're not going to stay and go to school and live here. Like, no, like yeah. my husband and I, like my, my, uh, my soulmate, my husband, he, um, both of us left when we graduated from high school and went to school. I went to work, he went to school and we're both like of the mindset, like, you're not going to save money living at home. Like who does like seriously um i think it's more grief for both parties and um yeah so they are they already know like you're not staying here and going to school and they, they so they're okay with it you know what i mean they're not 11 and 9 years old you are going to be leaving the house and going to university and that's okay you're going to be taken care of we'll take yeah. care of you and you'll be fine and you'll be and they're fine. not going to be surprised when we kick them out of the house <laughs> And then and so, we can't move home. <laughs> yeah. But some parents are like, what? You're going to like, I'm like, yeah. I go, why wouldn't you? They're dorms. They need to learn how to live by themselves and figure out how to do their laundry. Or you should be will. teaching them that. And they, will. and they will figure it out. They will. They absolutely will. Yeah. So and it's I a know. very different generation to, to, you know, my parents' <laughs> generation. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. But, and my grandparents were at war at 16. So, you know. Yeah. That's yeah so it's just like, you know, this is, and it, you know, and anyways, it's, it's letting them go. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. cut the umbilical cord. Like that you had them like decades ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm such a hard nose. I'm like, people are I know. like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah. Like, don't you want to have an empty house? Like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the first thing we think about when we have kids. Oh my God. They're going to be out of the house when like 20 years, I'm going to be 60. Like, like <laughs> let them go. Like don't keep them around. <laughs> okay. So I would be very interested when you figure out your stage name. Oh and yes. I like Phoenix her. though. I'm liking Phoenix because I always think of the bird Yeah, and then, and then me. 
and maybe it's rising phoenix and maybe it's fiery phoenix and maybe it's you know i don't know i, like it. I don't know but you'll find her and i would be very interested to know when you do find her um, I think I think if you're listening to this and you don't know what your name is, you're possibly trying to overthink it. You know it's in you. Just as Sylvie is playing with this whole kind of, I know there's a sense of Phoenix. I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. I'm going to go pull up that picture because I use it as um, a profile picture. And I'm just like, ah, I love that. That's me. Ooh. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe it is Phoenix just simply phoenix mm-hmm. yeah or purely mm-hmm. phoenix who knows who knows? knows but i'll be very interested to to uh to find out um thank you so much for being here where can people find you okay where can people find me <laughs> okay, you got everybody get ready <laughs> you can google well you could go to instagram first silvido yeah. underscore cyclist and uh, it's the same handle on TikTok if you happen to be there too. Uh, like I mentioned, you can search Sylvie Dow uh, on YouTube. You can find me there. That's where all my podcasts are and my fitness, um, just fitness videos are there. Um, and then if you're really truly interested in, um, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, uh, truly interested in the um, membership in working out with me, uh, no matter where you are, you could be in the UK, you can be uh, Eastern Seaboard here in Canada, uh, message me and I'll send you the invitation because it's not actually out there. I do post it on Facebook. Um, and uh, but yeah, so it's, it's more like an invite and it and it goes with my um, my Facebook group as well. Goal Crushers. So and- if you're yeah. listening to this on podcast, I just want to spell um, the mm. uh, the words. So Sylvie is S Y L V I E, right? So that's Sylvie, and then <laughs> still part of that same word is O, which is D A O U S T underscore cyclist. Yeah, I'm gonna leave leave you to look up how to spell cyclist. <laughs> But I, but just just be just just be you know if you get there or thereabouts on social media you'll you'll find Sylvie because it, it'll just redirect you. Um, yeah, and please you know drop me a DM and say hi. Say like I heard you on uh, Heather's podcast. Um, yeah. Confidence What's through cabaret. Name, <laughs> yes, and, and yeah, just say hi. I'll I'll respond. Um, yeah, amazing. amazing. It has been such a pleasure talking to you, Sylvie. It has been so much fun. Thank you, I, Heather. I really appreciate it. We have covered such a range of topics. I don't even, <laughs> I, you know what I would say for me, the, the, the key outcome is like, don't wait. If you really want to do it mm-hmm. then do it, just, mm-hmm. just do the thing, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, thank you again, Sylvie, for being here. I'm Heather Jean. We are Confidence Through Cabaret on all of the socials, uh, except for Twitter. We are at Y-B-Y-W-Y-S. And on Clubhouse, I am at Heather, Y-B-Y-W-Y-S. And those six little letters stand for it is your body, it is your world, and it's your stage. Take up space and own it. Love it. Thank you, Sylvie. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.